All right, let's turn to the book of uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark. We are going through this book looking at the ministry of Jesus when He was here on the earth. And I believe we've seen that emphasis in the book of Mark. Each one of the Gospels kind of have a special emphasis, things they emphasize. And Mark emphasizes Jesus being the compassionate healer as He does miracles to heal people of sicknesses. And you see that throughout the book. And that's what Jesus did a lot when He was on the earth for three and a half years or so. He would go out each day and He would do miracles to heal people who were sick. And sometimes He raised people from the dead on a few occasions. And He said He did that to show something more important. He said, I do this so that you can know that I have power to heal you spiritually from your sins. Which is far more important. That's what will give you everlasting life. It's forgiveness. Being healed physically is temporary. For everyone then died later who was healed, even by Jesus. But spiritually... We can have everlasting life with God, and that's the most important thing in life. And that comes through one thing that the subject of what Jesus talks about today that we're going to look at is forgiveness. Forgiveness is, we could probably say, the greatest thing we need in our life here on the earth is we need forgiveness. And we need to give forgiveness to other people. That's what Jesus is going to talk about. Look at uh, in chapter 11, verse 25 and 26 is where we're at. Jesus said, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And so Jesus speaks here of the important issue of forgiveness in our lives. And notice He talks about two aspects of it. He talks about forgiveness from God. That's, we could say, vertical, our relationship with God. And then He talks about forgiveness between us and other people. And that's horizontal. And we're going to talk about both because they are interconnected. But notice how this This follows what he has said previously that we looked at the last couple of Sundays. He had cursed a fig tree because it represented Israel and it didn't have any fruit on it. And Jesus cursed it, expressing that this was not pleasing to God and it was not what God wanted. And therefore a curse came because of their disobedience. And when it was then withered up and they went by it, Peter was amazed that it happened. And Jesus told Peter, man, don't be surprised. Have faith in God. God is working and He will accomplish His works and you can be a part of that. And then He began to talk to Peter and the others about praying 
which is a part of our faith, a very important part of having faith in God is praying about what God wants us to do and praying in our relationship with Him where we talk to Him, He speaks to us in His Word, we speak to Him in prayer, and that's how we live out a relationship with Him. And He talked to them about praying, having faith and praying, and then He comes to this that we read about forgiveness. And Jesus stresses the importance of this. He says, when you pray and you remember that you have something against somebody, you forgive them in your heart. Because he said, if you go on and pray, and you're praying to God, and you're praying, God, uh, please forgive me for I wronged this person or that person. He, Jesus said, God won't forgive you for wronging somebody else if you won't forgive somebody else for wronging you. Because it would be hypocritical. We say, well, God, I wronged somebody. I did something to somebody I shouldn't have done. I said something wrong or I did something that was wrong. Please forgive me for that, God. And then you turn around and, well, that person said this to me. They did this to me. I'll never forgive that. See, we're asking God to do something for us that we won't do for somebody else. And that's what Jesus is saying. That's the horizontal forgiveness. But before we talk about that, it's very, very important. Let's talk about first the forgiveness between us and God, because that's where it starts. The vertical relationship with God. Until we receive forgiveness from God, we're not going to be capable of giving forgiveness to other people. We first have to receive forgiveness from God. And that is the most important thing we need is to be forgiven by our Creator God who made us because we have all disobeyed Him. We've all disobeyed His commandments and His laws in the Bible. What are those? The Ten Commandments. You just look at the Ten Commandments. And we've all disobeyed all of them. And if we ever think, well, you know, man, I'm a pretty good person. I, I, I think I might be okay you know, that I could get into heaven and be with God and it'd be all right because I've never killed anybody. I've not done something really bad. All you have to do is start going down that list and be honest and look at even your heart and your thoughts. And Jesus told us to do that. He said, when you do that, you see that you are guilty before God and it shows us our sinfulness before our Creator. You ever told a lie? taking something that didn't belong to you, said God's name in vain, not kept God number one in your life. All those things are sins against God. We've all broken God's law. We need forgiveness from our Creator. It's our greatest need. Because that sin between us and God separates us from Him, stands between us and Him, and gives us, has given us death. And if we die in that condition, we will be in that separation state forever. And it will never change. Jesus said that the, everyone who is lost and never saved, they go to a place called hell, the lake of fire, and they're there forever and they can never get out. That's very, very serious and it's not fun to think about, but Jesus talked about it. In fact, He talked more about that than He did about heaven because of how serious it was and how dangerous it is and how we all are under that threats. We're all headed there, except for one thing. If our sins get forgiven. That's the only thing that can change that. We're headed for that place 
unless one thing happens, that our sin debt against God gets forgiven and then we are saved from going to that place called hell. That's why the Bible talks about being saved so much. And you can ask, say, well, saved from what? Saved from dying forever in hell. And we, that's, that's the major thing we need to be saved from. It comes by being forgiven of our sins against God. That's the first thing that we need. And that is what Jesus came to do. He was God, second person of the Godhead, who took on human form so that He could come down here and die for human beings. There had to be the death of a human sacrifice to pay for human sins. And so God had to take on a human body, and that's why Jesus came, was to take on a human body, to become a person, that could be the sacrifice for our sins. And that's what He did when He died on the cross. That's the importance of the death of Jesus on the cross. For when Jesus died at that time, we'll see this later on when we get to the end of the book, when Jesus died, the, the sun stopped shining. It got dark. God did that to show that all the sins of the world were being put on Jesus. And it was a dark time. It's dealing with sin is all about darkness. All of our sins were put on Jesus on the cross. And He was dying to pay for them. Even though He had not done any sins one time, He had not done any of our sins, He was dying as a substitute in our place. And that was God's plan of salvation all along. In His great love for us. That's why He told the Jews to sacrifice lambs in their place. It was a picture of Jesus. The lamb didn't sin. The animals didn't sin. But yet the Israelite men were to bring that lamb or that goat to the, to the door of the, uh, of the temple and they were to kill it. So they would see what their sin did. Their sin brought death on that sacrifice, that substitute. And through that substitute blood, it was taken into the temple and God would receive that and would forgive them in context of looking forward to Jesus' blood that He would shed when He came as the Lamb of God who would truly pay for all of our sins. And God has decided out of His love, He said that I will forgive, even though you're guilty, I will forgive your sins against Me through a substitute blood sacrifice, and if you will put your trust on it and acknowledge your sin and believe on it, you will be forgiven. You will be cleansed. That's how we're saved. That's the greatest thing we need. We need to be forgiven by God and until we experience that, we will not, until we have a right relationship with God, we won't have a right relationship with other people on the earth. That's why there's so much hurt and crime and murder, violence on the earth. It's because people are not in a right relationship with God. Being in a relationship with God, then we come to have a cleansed heart and we've, we come to that through repentance and we say, God, I do have this problem. I am sinful against you and I am lost. I need to be saved. You confess that to God and you say, I believe 
by faith that Jesus did die for me. You know, everyone else really is not a concern for you. It's about you and God. And you say, I believe Jesus died for me and my sins, and I asked you to forgive me because of what Jesus did for me. And you receive that. And then you can begin with a changed heart, begin trying to obey God where you love your neighbor as yourself. You try not to sin against other people. But we are so weak in our flesh that we still even struggle with that, but God will help us. And that's a part of being a Christian and coming to church and reading the Bible so we can be strong and we can obey God and what He wants us to do. And here's one thing He wants us to do, what Jesus tells us right here. When you pray and you remember somebody has wronged you, you are to forgive them in your heart when you pray. And as I studied that this week, I had people and names come to my mind who had wronged me in the past and that I still deal with as, fact, as far as ongoing things. And I was faced with doing this. And as I did it, and I said, okay, I'm going to let go of that. Because that's how things happen when there's, when there's uh, offenses that have not been apologized for and have not been rectified. You deal with them over and over in your mind. And you over and over have to let go of the grudge and the desire to strike back. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. And he says, when you pray, forgive them. Let it go. And release it to God. Because that's what God's work is in our life. He says, I've forgiven you of all your sins, which are great. And now, when you receive that, you are now to forgive other people when they sin against you. That's what Jesus tells us to do. The Bible says this in several different places. It says in the book of Ephesians, it says, As Christ forgave you, you forgive others. Christ even told a parable. He said that if someone comes and they're forgiven, he told that there was a, a master whose servant owed a great debt, and the servant could not repay it. And that's a picture of us, and we cannot repay God our debt. And he said he came to the, to the master and said, Please forgive me of this great debt. And the master had compassion and said, I forgive you. And then that servant went out and found a friend who owed him. It was in the context of money and a debt, a financial debt. He said he found a friend who owed him a little bit of money. And that guy went and grabbed him by the throat and said, pay me everything you owe me. Who had been forgiven a great debt by the master. And Jesus said, that's like you and God. If God forgives you your great debt of sins your whole life, and then you turn around and don't forgive somebody else for wronging you, he says, you're being a hypocrite. You're receiving from God what you will not give to somebody else. And Jesus said, you will come under a discipline in your life, in your human relationships, where God will not forgive you when you say, well, God forgive me for wronging somebody else. Now, when we look at this, we have to keep, a very important thing is to distinguish between these two. Relationship with God, 
forgiveness from God and forgiveness of other people. When we receive forgiveness from God, He gives that as a gift and a promise that can never be taken away. Jesus is not saying that if we don't forgive somebody else from wronging us, then we can lose our salvation and lose the forgiveness of God. He's not saying that. He is saying, though, that it will harm our mentality and our sense of well-being in our life here on the earth and our relationships with other people. And in the sense that when we wrong someone else and we're asking for forgiveness, God's not going to answer that prayer if we're not willing to forgive somebody else. Forgiveness is a fundamental thing in God's work on the earth. And He wants us to forgive other people. And so I ask you this morning, as I've talked about this, I'm sure almost everyone here who is of some age, if you live long enough, you have a name, you have even a face that is coming to your mind of somebody who has wronged you. It may be somebody in your family. A lot of times it occurs that way. It may be somebody that you work with. It may be somebody that you worked with in the past, or it may be somebody you went to church with in the past. Probably everybody here who's lived very long has somebody who has wronged you, and you remember that. Jesus tells us the power of forgiveness. He says... When you remember that, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Let it go and release it to God. And you will not be burdened with that offense anymore. And that's the blessing of forgiveness. It is a releasing. It releases it from us. When we keep that, when we keep that grudge, and we keep that hurt, Jesus taught us that we suffer. We go around with anger and uh, a stress in our heart and our minds, and we pay a price. Unforgiveness takes a great toll on us mentally. And spiritually. In fact, I've, I've been amazed to, to study and read, hear about some... There was a, a Christian man who went into psychological wards, mental institutions, to work there and to study that. And he said he saw and found, as he investigated those cases, that like 90% of those people were there because there were some wrong committed against them and they were angry and unforgiving about it and it was unforgiveness that was the burden they carried mentally and they were in a mental institution. What he did was he, he began to apply the Bible and to counsel these people on that and he said when people forgave their offender they made improvements and that many of them were able to leave the mental institution when they did this one thing, they forgave somebody of a wrong. And he wrote a book about it and it's a big part of Christian ministry today 
talking about counseling people biblically, that a lot of times people's problems are spiritual, and a lot of it comes to this one point of unforgiveness. It takes a tremendous toll on us. And when we forgive it, we let go of that burden, and it frees us spiritually and mentally and emotionally. And so we've talked about forgiveness from God. We've talked about forgiving other people. There's the last thing we need to talk about we've come to, and maybe the question on your mind to say, but what does that look like? What does that mean to forgive them? What does it mean? So let's talk about that for a couple of minutes. To forgive somebody, many times in this context, it's for, it's for something that they have not yet dealt with. They've not apologized about it. There may, there's some people who are offended by people who have died and they can apologize now. How do they deal with that? What the Bible talks about, what Jesus is talking about here is forgiveness does not depend on the other person's apology. It is something you do between you and God and you release it and you give it to God. You turn it over to God for Him to deal with it. It is not saying, I'm going to condone what that person did, or I'm going to excuse it. But you turn it over to God for God to deal with it, because God's the only one that really can deal with it correctly. We really don't have the power or the authority to deal with issues of punishment and judgment. That's God's business. Now, we can recognize wrong, and we can... We can say it's wrong and we can stand against wrong, but to administer punishment spiritually, that's God's job. And forgiveness is to say, God, I'm going to release this. I'm going to give it to you. You're going to deal with it in your knowledge and in your timing, and God will deal with it in His judgment. And that's one of the works that God does. And so we release it to God. Say, God, I'm not going to carry this to deal with this and to carry it. I'm going to release it and give it to you. I give it to you and put it on you for you to, to do, deal with it. And that's the first part of forgiveness. That's exactly what we see Jesus doing on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Had they apologized at that time? No, they were still crucifying him. They were going to stay there till he died. But Jesus said, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And he gave it to his heavenly father for him to deal with. And he did in the future. That's the first part of forgiveness and releasing to God. The second part is, is that we give up any notion of trying to retaliate or strike back at the person. We release any notion of, I got to get that guy. I got to get that person. We give it, we give that away to God. And those two aspects of forgiveness is how we can release it and, and, and then we can begin to, when we think about that person, we don't think about, oh, well, what they did and what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get back at them? You just release that and you just think of that person as, okay, this is a person that I need to love and deal with from this day forward. And you look at them in a different way. And again, it doesn't say that what they did was right and it doesn't justify that, condone it, you're giving it to God for God to take care of it because He's the only one that can handle that. We can't. 
fact, Jesus taught in that parable, He said that if an, the unforgiving servant was put in a prison where He was tortured, and that was a picture of like those mental, people in the mental institution, I believe, it was one example that they, can, they just tortured themselves mentally and they became just burdened down with their unforgiveness. It's like being in a prison. And when we forgive, we get out. We get released. And we can just think and act with loving thoughts and let God handle it. And He will. And so Jesus tells us a very important, very powerful thing to do in our relationships with other people. And that is to forgive them when you pray. Let's bow our heads and let's pray right now. And I'm going to ask you to put that into action right now. To actually do this very thing, very specifically as we pray. And, and you think, if you think of a, of a situation where you have been wronged and it just has, you know, it still causes you emotions, I want you to release it to God right now in this prayer and give it to Him for Him to deal with in His judgment, and in His timing. And you do what Jesus said to do here. You forgive if anyone has done anything against you. Thank You, Lord, for Your great work of forgiveness on the earth, that You give us what we need to save us spiritually, to free us, in the deepest recesses of our being, what we truly need. And I thank You for being the God of love that You are, that You forgive us, and then You give us the ability to forgive others. And so I pray You'd help us to do that right now. With any person, face, name that comes to our mind, any offense, we give it to You and release it for You to deal with it, for You to judge it, and we forgive. Help us to do that. And whenever it comes back to our mind, help us to release it again and to walk in forgiveness, trusting You, having faith in You that, that You're not going to let any sin go unpunished. You are going to judge but you can do it rightly. And you're the one that handles forgiveness, not us. So help us to walk in your love and your forgiveness. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for these words, to give us these important words that could free us mentally from a great burden. We ask you to help us to follow you this, this week and obey you, for you are the Lord. You know everything. You're our Creator and you're our Savior who died for our sins. Help us to follow you this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand together. And I hope you'll take this with you this week. And uh, if this comes, if a situation comes back to your mind, you'll do this again. And you just release it to God and you'll find the freedom of forgiveness in your life.